Divas fans, welcome to episode 20 of Scourge Divas. My name is Kirsty and I am joined by Casey. Fuck off. She <laughs> was remarkably more sober than some of you might have seen her last. Yeah. When she did like a marathon, like seven hour stream or something. I drank a lot of wine. Which was probably the best thing I've ever seen, I'm not going to lie. I did another stream yesterday that was also about seven hours, but it was a lot less uh, wine-fueled. Still don't have a Black Lotus, though. Do you remember, how much of that stream do you actually remember doing? Um, About the first three and a half, four hours. Do you remember when we, you started singing Alanis Morissette songs? Vaguely. <laughs> that was so good. Anyway, follow us on twitch.tv slash scourge underscore divas if you want to see that happen again. Yeah. It's probably gonna. Sadly, I don't have um, Twitch VODs switched on, so if you missed it, you missed it. Well, there are some clips. There are some clips, yes. I, I know there's definitely a clip of me missing Lethal in chat pointing it out to me and me going, oh yeah! <laughs> I can just... I was trying to find this really complicated line to win the game and my opponent was on three and I had a lightning bolt in hand. There are three clips apparently on our Twitch account now. One of them is you missing Lethal. Yeah. One of them is, I think, when you stumbled across like a a Mox Pearl or something in a dungeon and we're so taken aback and it's just your aghast reaction and then the the third one is simply titled Thick Muesli Thick Muesli, I did, I did have a muesli break at some point, I do remember having a muesli break I don't think you had a break, I think you ate it while you were Oh playing. no I did, yeah yeah yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Did you disappear to get it? I disappeared to get it, yeah You did, yeah, you did, you did say I'll be back in about three minutes and then went away for much longer than that and I think because you'd had quite a lot of wine at this point, me and everyone else in chat wondered if you'd forgotten and just got to bed. <laughs> I wouldn't have put it past me. And we were like sitting here looking at your empty seat and we were wondering if you were actually going to come back or if you'd just passed out with your head on your kitchen counter or something. No, no, I, I did come back. I did come back. Anyway, follow us on, on Twitch for more delightful content like that. You, sh- you should definitely do that, yeah. It's great fun. <laughs> Big, big unrelated uh, news, Casey. Uh-huh. We're going to get a named storm this weekend. Oh, no. Again. I've got things to do this weekend. I can't be bothered with fucking named storms. What's it called? Storm Kira. Kira? Kira. Like Kira Knightley? No, like... Or like Kira from Deep Space Nine? I don't know. I don't watch Deep Space Nine. But it's like with a C, like the Irish way. Oh, okay. That is that is the storm that we're getting. It's just your little weather update that we usually have. Is this the um, the Irish part of the triumvirate naming the storm? Is it their turn? I guess it must be. Although to be fair, like what was this? What was this? That was like us in Ireland and like the Netherlands or something. Yeah. You don't get enough for a lot of Dutch names. That's true. So maybe they don't get say. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Dutch people that I know. I mean, the only one that I can think of is um, a darts player called Vincent van der Vert. Vincent's going to be like an end-of-year storm if it happens at all. The Dutch people. Yap. Yap. Yap's a Dutch name, right? I was trying to think of like Dutch magic players or judges, but I don't want to call people out unnecessarily by wanting storms named after them, so I'm not going to do that. I was just thinking of like Dutch footballers, but actually all the ones that I can think of that might be Dutch, I'm starting to doubt myself. Oh, um, Johan Cruyff, he was Dutch. Storm, Storm Johan. Johan. That's a good one. Yeah, so I'm specifically looking for ones that are you, you couldn't... Like Ruud van Nisselrooy. 
Storm Rude seems amazing. Can you imagine if I get Storm, Storm Rude? Storm would be great. <laughs> Storm Rude is the, the two words I say when my opponent starts counting the number of spells they've played. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response. Storm Rude. A lot of the Dutch footballers' names that I'm looking are like um, Dennis and Edwin and Robin and things that names that I mean for all we know the Dutch could have been naming storms for a long time and we've just been we've just been really like xenophobic and just assumed that they're they're British names that's true so apologies if there's uh, any apologies to the Dutch weather institute that's been trying to <laughs> that's been naming storms Not the Reno weather institute though the what the Reno weather institute fuck them if you were going to name a storm after a, a, a magic player, like if you got the chance to name one and you had to pick a magic player to name it after, a magic player. Just well, let's say let's say like a pro player, like a well known someone well known. Um, yeah, I just pick like someone that goes to LGS. See, storms traditionally are supposed to be named after someone that the namer doesn't like. Really? Yeah. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, that's genuinely a thing. Oh, okay. It's the the person that started naming hurricanes, like, would name them after people they they didn't like. Fair. I didn't know that. I just assumed that they um, they just picked names. I mean, like the way the way that they, I don't know how they name hurricanes, but the way that we do it is that we go, it's like male name, female name, in it. Yeah. And we alternate for each letter of the alphabet, and then at the start of the year, it starts again. Yeah, I think that's how it works for hurricanes and tropical storms as well. And I don't know if they still name it after people that people at the weather bureaus don't like, but certainly that's that's how it started. Does that mean we can call them like Storm Oko? Yeah, Storm Oko, definitely. Or Storm... What's a really disliked... What's your least favourite magic card? We'll, we'll name the next Storm after that. My least favourite magic card? Uh, storm Veil of Summer. Storm Veil... <laughs> that seems fair. It'll be banned in all formats though, so... That's true. So it's the start of another year, which means it's it's the start of the Magic Fest and SCG and Players Tour cycle again. Yeah. And because more and more people are getting into Magic through things like Arena, there's going to be more and more people going to big events for the... I say like Magic Fest, but I guess things like... Are Mythic Championship qualifiers still a thing? Um... There's regional, well, no, sorry, there's there's not regional. Uh, there's players tour qualifiers, and there's um, WPN qualifiers, mm-hmm. which aren't as big as like the old regional uh, Mythic Championship qualifiers were. No. But uh, they're still relatively big events. They're like depending on how many people turn up, it's, it's still going to be a long day. And sometimes stores have their own sort of competitive event series there's a couple of thinking of in the uk that have like big weekend long events that sometimes tie into things like wpn qualifiers and stuff but they tend to be big hired in like external venues big things with side events but basically little Mm -hmm. mini grand prix essentially yeah there's the things like the um the axiom mega weekends there's the magic card market series in europe Although I think that's just the card market series now. Yeah. Because they have other games supported at those events now as well. So we thought we'd do a little do and don't 
of going to your first big event because they can be a little bit kind of intimidating especially if you're you're maybe going with if you're going in a big group with other people that have been before it's it's not so bad because you're you can kind of just assimilate but if there's maybe like two or three of your friends going and you've never been to one before it can be a little bit kind of daunting especially if it's a big thing like a magic fest yeah so we've got a handy little scourge divas do's and don'ts list to uh to bear in mind for when you go to these big events that'll help you enjoy your weekend and get the most out of it and we're not talking like deck advice for legacy side events or nothing because i don't i have no idea we're talking like um Um, advice to make the whole event better for you and everyone around you exactly okay so the first one we've got do is a very underrated thing when it comes to magic events yeah extremely underrated hugely under hugely underrated it's look after your hygiene now when you're talking about a, like a magic fest, you're talking hundreds or you know over a thousand people in a convention center, all in one go. Which and quite often it's either in somewhere with a really nice climate, or it's in the middle of summer if you live somewhere with a shitty climate like the UK. So it's obviously gonna get a bit sweaty. Like we're not saying don't sweat. Like that's yeah near on impossible to do, but there are things that you can do either before you go to the event or during the event to kind of minimise the effect of being crammed into a convention centre with a thousand other people who are just as warm as you are. Mm-hmm. So things like wearing a clean set of clothes and not throwing on the t-shirt that you travel down to the event in, even if it's like your favourite t-shirt. Yeah. Wear a shitty t-shirt to travel in. It might be a really sweet, lucky t-shirt. It might be your only magic t-shirt. Don't wear it all weekend. Like, honestly, no one is going to give a shit about whether or not you're wearing a a t-shirt with a hilarious Magic the Gathering pun on it. Um, If you wear the same thing all weekend, it doesn't matter how often you wash, how often you use deodorant, it's going to smell. And, like, when you're at a magic fest, you see a lot of people in t-shirts with funny magic-related puns in them. Like, unless yours is, like, custom-made or something, and you, or you've had it, like, you've had it designed specially for you, you're going to meet about ten, at least ten other people who have got the exact same t-shirt. Probably, yeah. Like, nobody's going to be like, oh my god, that's, that's groundbreaking stuff. So bring other t-shirts to wear. Yeah. And stuff like have a shower before you go yeah don't just roll out of bed like wash your hair if you've got longish hair especially um clean your teeth like this this sounds really patronizing to say it but at the same like and a lot of people are probably gonna be like i can't believe you're fucking telling me to clean my teeth you're not my mother but at the same time there's people that need to hear it yeah there, and there really are we're not exaggerating there really are oh no no uh, but even things like wash your hands after you go to the toilet yes like that's a big one even if you're just going for a pee guys wash your hands like concrud is a real thing if you're not careful like you're handling your cards you're handling other people's cards all weekend like you're going to be shuffling countless numbers of opponents decks you're going to be picking up their cards you're going to be shaking their hands after the match perhaps like, be nice to them and 
wash your hands when you go to the toilet. And it also is going to protect you from picking up germs because when you put one, two thousand people in a room together with bad air conditioning for an entire weekend when they've travelled from all over the country or all over the continent, like it's it's a breeding ground for germs. And I'm like, I'm I'm kind of emphasising on this a bit because of the, the current coronavirus scare. But at the same time, even if it's just a cold, it can knock you on your feet for a couple of days after you get back. And you don't want that. You don't want your Magic Fest experience ruined by being stuck in bed for three days when you get home. Also, as someone that has flown back from Magic Fest before, let me fucking tell you, the last thing you want to do is get a cold on like day two of Magic Fest and fly home with a cold. Yeah. Because it's absolutely the it's like it's the if you've never been on a plane with a cold and felt like your sinuses are going to explode out of your face like some sort of fucking sci-fi film, it's the absolute worst. It's horrible. So yeah, don't don't like I've had to I've had I've had a cold at pretty much every single magic fest I've ever been to. Like you always come down with something. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you just go, Oh fuck it, I'll just like I'll just not bother. Yeah. Because even if you don't care, like, and you're like, well, it doesn't bother, I don't need to, like, wash my hands or whatever, like, your opponents probably do. Mm-hmm. And just don't touch their stuff if you haven't washed your hands after you've had a piss. Like, it's gross. It is. It's disgusting. Also, while we're on the subject of things that are gross and germs and shit like that, this is... It is technically hygiene-related, I guess, but if you're... Do what you like when you're in your own house, right? Like, I don't care. But when you're at a GP and you're going to cough or you're going to sneeze, put your hand over your face. Don't just, like, sneeze into the void. I don't want to walk into someone's, like, sneeze breath. Or preferably cough into your elbow rather than your hands. Oh, your elbow, yeah, that's that's the recommended advice now. Yeah, cough into your elbow. Just don't do it into, like, into the ether of the Magic Fest. Because it, it gets over everything. Like, even if you're not coughing directly on to, to someone, like, you're coughing over probably your deck. Yeah. And other people need to handle that. One of the first things I do when I'm packing for a Magic Fest if I see, if I'm judging it and I see on the schedule that I'm on the deck checks team, is I pack hand sanitizer. That's also a good thing to pack as well, just put in your GP bag or whatever hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't replace, obviously, wash your hands at the same time. Yeah. Like, do both. Don't just assume that you've got some hand sanitizer you don't have. I don't know why some people have such an aversion to washing your hands. Like, it's not like your, you know, your skin's probably not going to melt off into the sink. But just take some hand sanitizer, which ties ne- neatly into the next thing. Which is even if you've, you know, put on your clean underwear or something before you've left your hotel room and had a shower, like when you when you're going to the magic fest, or I'm using magic fest as a kind of catch-all here. Yeah. When you're going to the event, bring deodorant with you and use it. Yes. Because even if you've had a shower and put deodorant on, you're gonna you're gonna walk into this hall and it's gonna be sweaty, mm-hmm. and like some people are more susceptible to sweating heavily than other people that's just how biology and genetics and shit work so like bring deodorant bring you know mints or whatever especially if you're going to eat like shit that smells weird like i don't know onions on hot dogs and stuff like that mm-hmm. like just bring a mint that's kind of my two like my, my two main go-tos but then I, I there's probably other stuff hand sanitizer tissues if you think you might get a cold you've got a runny nose don't like wipe your nose in the back of your hand things like that Things like that. And like, if you're, I, I know there are some vendors in the US that do this. I don't know how, how prevalent it is at events outside Magic Fests in the US. But if you forget 
and you need to borrow some deodorant, check the Twitter hashtag for the event. There's normally, I can't remember which vendor it is, but there's one of the vendors that's at most of the US Magic Fests always posts on Twitter saying, I'm at this stand, I have like deodorant, mints, hand sanitizer, tampons, sanitary products. Like, if you need them, please come and find me. So, if you forget, try not to forget, but if you forget, don't just neglect it. Don't just forget about it. And if you have, like, two deodorants for whatever reason, you know, feel free to post and say you've got one for somebody to use or give away or whatever. Because I guarantee somebody in that hall's going to appreciate it. Absolutely. Also, shout out to anybody who brings sanitary products to Magic Vent. <laughs> like, absolute shout out. Yeah. Because, like... A lot. Most people have been caught short with that, like one at one point or the other. And the last thing you want to do is like be running through the the various public bathrooms of the convention center trying to like find the machine that'll let you put a pound in it to get some tampon that looks like the Hubble Space Telescope or whatever. <laughs> it's horrendous. So yeah, look after your hygiene. Look after not even just like your your sort of bodily hygiene, but like your medical hygiene. Yeah. That's a weird... I don't know if that's a correct distinction to make, but whatever, everybody knows what it means. I'm going to run with it. It's not just for you. It's for everyone exactly, else as well. Exactly. So, look look after your hygiene before, during, and after the event. Make everybody else's weekend a little bit better. Because, like, it, it, it does happen occasionally that if someone's got really bad hygiene to the point that it's, like, detrimental to people around them, um, that, that, that is covered by the IPG. It's, it's covered as unsporting conduct, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like, best case scenario, you you smell great. Like, worst case scenario, somebody might point you out to a judge and a judge is going to come and have a word and say that you need to you need to sort stuff out for the benefit of the people around you. The, the last thing you want is a member of Channel Fireball event staff having to come up to you and say, listen, mate, you're stinking, because that's embarrassing for you and it's embarrassing for them. No one wants to have that conversation. Yeah, absolutely not. So just look after look after your aura, as it were. Yeah. So that's a do. Let's go on a, a, a don't. Things you definitely shouldn't do about any... Well, any, this is an any event thing, but in big events. Yeah. We'll see. And that is, don't bring your titty accessories with you. Now, you all know what I mean when I say creepy titty accessories. Yeah. We all know. We've all got a picture in our head. Like, and it doesn't even have to be, like, with tits on it. Don't bring anything that's... If you've got a playmat that's got, like, Gideon with his decidedly manly dong, like, hanging out the front of yeah, his uniform Don't or bring whatever. that either. Like, don't bring, don't bring that. Don't bring that. Don't bring your two favourite magic characters shagging on a dining table. Don't bring that. It doesn't matter if it's a, a playmat, sleeves, altars, a t-shirt, fucking converse. I don't care. A drawing on your upper arm. Yeah. Just don't bring it. It's not. It, it's. I mean, for a start, a judge is going to ask you to put it away. But it just looks tacky as fuck. Like, don't. Just don't do it. And it doesn't matter. Like, a lot of people will 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 be like, oh, what about you know, what about Earthbound, for example? And it's like, there's a sort of misconception that if it's an official magic art, you're allowed to use it. I mean, but like, if you turn up with an Earthbound playmat, you're probably not going to be allowed to use it. If you turn up with like an inf- like, just pick. Imagine that you're at a GP and somebody turns up with like, for example. Um, a, pl- a set of sleeves with the art for Invoke Prejudice on them. Yeah. It's ab- that, that's an official magic art. There is no way that you're going to be allowed to play with those, even if they are official magic art. 
there there are no officially licensed accessories that depict the art for Earthbind or Invoke Prejudice. I'm sure there's some other old cards as well. Oh, probably. So if if you have an Earthbind playmat or Invoke Prejudice sleeves, not only are they knockoff and you're taking money out of the pockets of the artists and when it when it comes to the guy that painted invoke prejudice fuck that guy because he's a nazi Uh, so take money out of his pockets (laughs) but um but don't do it by counterfeiting his work yeah do it by some other some other means yeah just go and rob his house yeah (laughs) yeah don't actually do that no no disclaimer don't go and rob his house and if you uh, if you haven't seen the art for either of these cards, um, maybe Google it on Safe Search or something, or like in incognito mode. They're not nice, but anyway, yeah, like don't don't bring. It doesn't matter if it's drawn by a magic artist, and I'm not gonna talk about the one that I'm Casey knows I'm talking about because then everybody will listen to this and start talking about it again. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter if it's drawn by an official magic artist and features characters from the magic story. Even that one, there's no officially licensed products of it. Exactly. And it was not intended to be used for anything, yeah. basically. But yeah, just don't 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 bring it. Don't bring anything that's got, you know, like boobs or dicks or sex or anything on it. Because not only is it potentially, I mean, a lot of judges will just ask you to put it away. Mm-hmm. If it, it happens more than once, you're probably getting a USC for it. Some judges will give you a USC there and then. It just depends on the judge and the event. But just don't don't bring it. It's creepy and... Like imagine you're you're going to your first event and you're walking you know, you've you've not been playing magic for long or you're like you're you're going with someone and you've never played magic and some your your friends like, Oh, let's go to this you know, we'll go to this event and we'll play But like, imagine you're you've you've never really played and you're just going in and see what it's like and you're like walking up these lines of tables and, and kind of looking at the games going on and you see someone that's like playing with cards that have got like fucking creepy upskirt altars done or like anime characters with their boobs hanging out like you know fingering each other or whatever like it's just not it's not a particularly first of all it makes you look creepy as fuck if you're using it yeah like i cannot stress this enough if you're using something like that people are people are not going to be like oh my god that's really cool people are going to be like um that person's creepy as fuck avoid but at the same time like it doesn't it's not a great reflection on the game or the people that play it yeah totally magic fests tend to be in convention centers which are generally open to the public and members of the public will wander through magic fests there's no there's no ticketed entry to a magic fest anyone can walk in yeah people can and do walk through the whole lot of magic fests in to see what's going on because it's a it's an interesting looking event and like you don't really want the entire community to to kind of be associated with this sort of stereotypical idea that that's what nerds do yeah i'm I'm not asking everyone to be an ambassador for the game but i am asking you to not like, be the opposite. <laughs> not make the yeah. Don't don't be the opposite. Don't make the job of the people who are ambassadors for the game more difficult by making us all look like creepy fucks. Exactly. And like, do if you want to if you want to get a playmat of you know Jace putting his finger up his own asshole or whatever, and use it in your house for 
commander or cube or whatever it is you do like i don't care like do what you like whatever 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 floats your boat yeah more power to you but then don't don't bring it to don't bring it anywhere don't bring it to your local game store don't bring it to magic fest don't bring it to you know like any actual tournament in a public place where there are other people there yeah bring it to your mate's house if you want yeah but play with it in your friend's basement but just keep it there where it belongs please and if in doubt if you're at an event and you're not sure something's going to be suitable like my sort of rule of the thumb is if you have to ask it's probably not but if in doubt ask a judge or ask the head judge for their sort of opinion and preferably the head judge that's not quite as easy to do sometimes at magic fest Mm -hmm. but ask ask one of the tournament officials if that's if you're going to be okay to use it and and on that note moving on to another do do utilize the judges that's why they're there like that's why there's so many of them at these big events they're they're not there to drill you out for bringing your anime titty playmat although we will do that if you do that um (laughs) we're there to make sure everything is fair everyone has fun and most importantly everyone has a good time and enjoys the event like judges aren't there at events to penalize like, I think that's a bit of a misconception like yeah. there's people that are like oh judges are you know judges are there hand out warnings and stuff like that and it's like no they're judges are at events and this is what, what i say when i'm talking about judging all the time judges are customer service represent representatives yeah like before anything else we're there for customer service we're there if people you know you can ask a judge um where your event's meant to be you can ask a judge where you can get sleeves if your sleeves are a bit beat up or whatever. Um, you know, you can call a judge if you want to know. You don't have to call a judge and be like, "Judge, my opponent's done this, and I think it's against the rules." If you want to, if you want to know how a potential interaction might work, you can call a judge and um, say to the judge, "You know, can I ask you a question over here because it's to do with something in my hand, for example." Mm-hmm. And a judge will be able to tell you how how something's going to interact or. They give you oracle text of cards if you want to know what something that's in your opponent's deck does, but you can't quite remember. Like we're more than we don't like giving out penalties. Yeah, it is our least favorite thing to do at tournaments. Like, and it's it's a very small part of our job, I would say. Like, it happens a lot less than people seem to think it does. Oh, totally. Especially with bigger penalties like game losses and match losses and things like that, which is what people are always really scared of. Like, more, like nine times out of ten, if you get a penalty, it's going to be like. a warning for something like oh I've I've drawn my card for the turn and knocked over the top card in my library or whatever you get a warning for looking at extra cards but Mm -hmm. warnings are primarily for tracking purposes right because they're they're they go into the event report and it's 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 mainly to make sure that a player isn't committing the same infraction multiple times which potentially can indicate some fishy behavior if you do it by accident, then you know it's it's fine. A judge will say you have a warning, which is I don't like the word warning. It's a lot more scary than I think it needs to be, but that's what they're called. Yeah. But yeah, like that's a very small part of our job. Um, if your opponent is being unpleasant, um, we always say you know call a judge. Don't don't just sit and have a miserable time while this gets worse and worse and worse. And I think a lot of people are a bit intimidated to do that because it's not a nice thing to do to have to call a judge and be like my opponent's been a dick yeah now there's there's times where we might not be able to do anything because not being sporting isn't the same as being unsporting and your opponent doesn't have to be your friend 
but we can try and help. And even if 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 you don't feel comfortable doing it, like there, we just said that you 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 have the option to say to a judge, "Can I ask you a question away from the table?" And it happen that happens all the time. Like your opponent's not going to be suspicious and be like, "Oh, I don't know what they're talking about." It happens all the time because people obviously don't want to ask how something in their hands is going to interact with something on the battlefield in front of their opponent. So it happens all the time, and you can 100% say, can I ask you a question about this card? And when you're away from the table, kind of say, look, my opponents make me uncomfortable, they're doing X, Y, Z. And a judge will kind of keep an eye on your game for a wee bit um, and make sure that everything's good. Same with things like potentially slow play. Mm-hmm. Which is the kind of thing that if you call a judge and say my opponent's playing really slowly, they'll pick it up. They'll pick up the pace. If you think your opponent's doing it on purpose, which is um, against the rules, you can say that to the judge away from the table. You don't have to do it in front of your opponent, basically. Yeah. But yeah, you use use the judges because that's what we're there for, and it's not just about penalties. Like you can ask judges, I've anything. I've been asked to watch people stuff while they go to the toilet. And that's fine. Yeah, that's what we're there for. Yeah. Like, it's not just for penalties, but please don't assume that judges are only there to be, like, to swoop down and start dishing out game losses or whatever. If we were only there to give out penalties, they wouldn't bother putting us in the command zone. Exactly. And they put us in the command zone. It's just, it's, 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 we like helping people. Like, we want people to have a good event. That's why we're there. Like, you can ask anything at all whether it's related to the game that you're playing or you just want directions to something in the hall or you don't know where you take your match slip afterwards or whatever like it, we're customer service we might not be able to answer every question if you ask us the the meaning of life we might need to consult with a few other people but we'll do our best like nine times nine times out of ten if you ask a judge a question they don't know the answer to they'll be able to point you to someone who does yeah so the next don't is um Something that we say that judges can help you with most things. If if if, if there's there's not an awful lot a judge can do, and if the, if this in this situation, if this happens to you, and it's don't leave your stuff in a compromising position. And what I mean by that is, don't put your don't leave your deck boxes on the table and nip away to like look at a vendor and see if they've got the last card you need for your legacy deck or something. Yeah, don't, don't leave your bag hanging over the back of your chair while you're playing your match. Yeah, don't. Don't put your stuff down in the middle of like a really busy area and stop paying attention to it because it's yeah. it's miserable. But people do pick things up at magic fests on purpose, and you might never see them again. Yeah, bags are bags are a big one because if you're walking down a sort of crowded um, between like the rows rows of tables, it's really easy if a bag's just sitting by a chair to kind of quietly pick it up if you're because you're probably not paying attention to your bag while you're playing, right? You're focusing on the game. Mm-hmm. So it's super easy for someone to kind of walk up behind you and they're, they're not big gaps within the table sometimes and just kind of swipe your bag on the way past, which might have, you know, your commander deck in it or your legacy deck or your trade folder, various things that people that are at Magic Fest might be interested in acquiring. Your wallet, your passport. Yeah, various things. Yeah. So when I say don't leave it in a compromising position, what I mean is don't, don't make it easy for because people there's people that are look for these opportunities. Don't make it easy for them to do it. It's the same as like any any big city where you know there's potentially people pickpocketing and things like that. It's like don't make it easy for them to do it. And uh, I I speak from experience because at GP Utrecht last year I got my headphones stolen out of my bag in Schiphol Airport. 
because I made it easy for them because I stuffed them in the top of my bag and zipped it shut and then when I was buying my train ticket someone unzipped it and took them out. So when you're putting stuff in your bag first of all it's probably if you've got a hoodie or something and you want to put in it it's probably a good idea to just like stuff that in the top mm-hmm. aside from anything else because it means if anyone's going past and opens your bag and tries to swipe anything out of it they can't because your hoodie's in the way which is the reason that the three people I was with in Skipolar didn't have anything nicked out of their bag. But in in general, in terms of like leaving your bag, there's often not really anywhere to put it under the table if there's a, if it's a busy event and there's lots of players who've all got rucksacks or whatever. But if you when you sit down to play, kind of hook the arm strap. Does that have a name? Um, the arm strap, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like the arm bit. Yeah. Kind of like hook it round the leg of your chair and then put your chair down on top of it. It means if somebody tries to pick it up, it's going to get caught in the chair. Yeah. That's like one of the easiest ways to avoid um your bag getting taken. And the rest the, the rest of it is just like don't don't keep it at be aware of where your stuff is. Mm-hmm. Have it near you. Don't don't kind of lean over to talk to your friend who's diagonally across the table and leave it kind of out with sort of arm's reach. Just kind of look after it as if it were um you are you are a powerful osprey, <laughs> and you have an <laughs> and you have a nest of little baby ospreys. Like shelter them with your osprey wings, and make sure that no other I don't know what eats baby ospreys, but no fucking other ospreys are gonna come down and eat your chicks. Put your arms around them, and make sure that they're they're not they're not gonna get taken basically. I've got to try and continue this metaphor. Okay, I love um, it. I love it when we continue metaphors. <laughs> when it, when you get to the end of the round and you've finished battling against the other osprey that's sitting across from you at the table, before you stand up to take the results slip to the the head osprey, <laughs> make sure you gather up all your chicks. Check you've gathered all your chicks back into the nest before you leave, because the number of times we get an osprey chick handed into Lost and Found at a magic fest is it's a lot, and we can't afford to keep feeding them. Can I just say I I one hundred percent wish somebody would hand in an osprey chick to Lost and Found at a magic fest. Can you imagine how amazing that would be? That would be so good. But yeah, just don't don't leave your osprey in a compromising position. It's the lesson, the lesson that we're getting here. Um, okay, the next do, which I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Casey talk for this one because I'm starting to not be able to breathe because there's a very small child's head under my ribs that's crushing my lungs. Casey, what's next? Next is write your deck list properly. Now, um, for the main event at Magic Fests these days, your your deck list submissions done electronically, so it's kind of difficult not to submit that properly if you're submitting it online. Um, but a lot of uh, side events, things like PTQs, might still be using paper deck list submission if it's a, a, a players tour qualifier side event at a Magic Fest. Or if you're at things like, um, I don't know how the Star City Games Tour works for, for deck registration. I don't know if they do it electronically or if they're still on paper deck lists. Uh, but things like the Card Market series, I believe they are still on paper deck lists. Any small sort of local store level yeah. event is probably not good enough. By the way, I, I, like leaned, I leaned back to kind of stretch my abdominal muscles out. 
and I must have accidentally kind of elbowed the the switch that's on these headphones. Uh-huh. That it's like a volume switch and it toggles the mute on and off. And for some reason, when I mute this, it mutes the the microphone that I'm speaking into. Right. Which is kind of annoying. So I I, I had like a big huge a, 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 an ongoing thing for 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 Casey's point planned. And I kind of went into it when she when she took a break, and then she just kept talking over the top of me, and I was like, "What bitch!" Like I know I said, "Casey, go," but I'm sorry. It's like I was I like, hear you. I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe Casey's just like, just like, like pretending that I don't even exist. Anyway, carry on. We're saying. Um. Yeah. So, please make sure your deck list is like clearly laid out, if you can. Type it up online and print it out. Or type it up in a word processor and print it out. That is absolutely 100% the best way. Also, if you're, if you're going to if you're gonna submit a paper deck list and you're going to write it out, block capitals. Yep. Clear block capitals. Preferably, like, if you, lined paper if you've got it. Or A4 paper. I'm sure we've said in this podcast before that we've had... We've had very interesting deck list submissions. Yeah. But the the more the weirder the sort of medium, the harder it is going to be to read. But block capitals and black or blue ink, nothing like don't use like yellow highlighter or anything, because if if a judge can't read your deck list, there's been some discussion between judges in the past about whether this constitutes a a penalty or not. And there's a there's there's every chance you'll get a judge that will consider not being able to read the deck list um a, a, a deck list problem yeah what what one of two things is going to happen if if it's identified early enough sort of before the tournament starts that your deck list is unreadable then the judge is just going to tell you to rewrite it if it doesn't get picked up until partway through the tournament when they come to do a deck check or something, there's every chance you're just going to get a penalty for, for deck list problem. And and that's avoidable. That's easily avoidable by just writing clearly in block capitals on lined paper, preferably on an official deck registration sheet. Most large events will have a stack of these that you can you can just take. Um but if if you can, if your deck's locked in in advance, please type it up. It's absolutely like we we love you if you type it up. If you can't type it up, lined paper, block capitals. Please A4 paper. Please A4 paper. If it's not on A4 paper, then all we're going to do is we're going to have to find a stapler so we can staple it to a piece of A4 paper because we keep the deck lists if they're printed out in big stacks and if yours is a little bit of A6 or something it's just going to get lost and it's going to fly away we can't alphabetize that or we can't track it if we're we're using a a numerical tracking system instead of an alphabetical one it just makes the judges lives miserable so please A4 paper at the very least there's nothing more annoying as well when you're judging an event um, than picking up a stack of deck lists and having like five tiny little ones all fall out onto the floor especially if you've put the dwarf alphabetical order because it means then you've got to go back and find the person the, the player's name and put them back in yeah and it's just just don't do it like the, the online the, the not the the official deck registration sheets that Casey's talking about you can get them online mm-hmm can't remember off the top of my head exactly where but if you google magic the gathering deck list sheet or something 
it will come up with a blank template that you can print out. And if you if you're doing if you're doing it the night before, it, it saves like you turning up, you get held up in the way at the event or something, and you're late, and that's when people start writing really quickly, and maybe not using their best handwriting. Although that makes me sound like a primary school teacher, that's when that sort of thing happens, and that's mm-hmm. when people struggle to read card names and it means as well that you, you you don't run the risk of accidentally writing down the name of the wrong chandra or something because you're in a hurry and you just write you just write without thinking on a similar note if you're when you're writing your deck list don't just put put the full card name like uh, there's there's a there's a sort of leeway in terms of writing part of a card name where if it's unmistakably something like if you put um what's an example of something you could write that would be unmistakably and unambiguous Hacktoss. Hacktoss, yeah. There's only one Hacktoss card in 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 Magic Canon. So if you write Hacktoss, it's obvious you're being Hacktoss the Unscarred. Mm-hmm. But for example, if you write Ashiok, there's a plethora of Ashioks or Palukranos, for example. There's two of those. Like if 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 it could be something else, and fair enough, if it's like a standard event, you could technically argue that Palukranos is only one in standard or whatever. But like just write. If you do it the day before, it means that you've got time to write the full card name. There's going to be no ambiguity. Um, you can double check it, make sure you've not written the wrong one down. Because if, if you write something like Chandra, for example, where there is more than one in standard, and you're at a standard event, you're going to get you're going to get a penalty for that and asked to write it out properly. Basically, writing it out your deck list out if there's no electronic submissions, doing it the the day before or the night before, and making sure you've it's it's clear. There's no there's no potential for cards to be confused with other cards. Everything's as it should be. You can c- count it and make sure everything in your main deck counts up, adds up to 60 and your sideboard adds up to 15 and you've not accidentally written two breeding pools when you've got three, for example, because that gets checked as well when we're doing deck checks. So it's always better to do it the night before if you're doing it on paper, but if you have to do it at the event, like Casey said, bring do use A4 paper, do it, you know, if it's getting towards the start of the event and you're still writing your deck list, head judge is probably going to let you finish, like take a couple of minutes to finish it. And it's better that than, you know, getting your 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 game and your tournament interrupted round three or whatever and getting a, a penalty for a deck list problem because you've you've made a clerical error. And also, if if you're worried about like locking in your deck too early, like if if you don't want to write out the deck list the night before the event because you're going to stay up all night playtesting it and you might switch something in the morning. First of all, get to your bed. You'll play better if you've had a sleep. And secondly, just write the deck list. If you decide to switch something in the morning, we don't mind if you clearly score out what you're taking out of the deck and write in what you're adding in. That's fine. As long as it's clear. Also, get to your bed is like the most Scottish parent thing to say. <laughs> I wanted to go to my bed when you said that. You'll play better if you've had a sleep yeah. rather than if you've got that extra four hours of playtesting in and stayed up till three in the morning. We didn't have get to your bed as a do or a don't. But it probably should be a do is get enough sleep. So moving on to the next don't, don't forget to eat and drink. Especially if you're playing... A deck that takes a long time to win if you're playing control or a, a complicated combo deck and you're going to be utilizing that 50 minutes because let's face it you paid 10 for that tournament you've got 50 minutes around you want to play magic for that entirety of that 50 minutes fair play to you but that does not leave you a lot of time between rounds to 
eat and drink and you need to do this because again you're going to play less good if you're if you're not hydrated if you've not eaten enough um it, it will affect your your thinking it will affect your ability to make decisions and it can affect your health as well it's, it's really not good oh absolutely like especially if you're in a like we were saying earlier if, you, if you're in a the convention halls get really hot yeah especially if you're in like a warm climate like you're gonna dehydrate and that is that is not good that's when things happen like your blood pressure starts to drop and you, you start suffering basically if your pee is like the color of a basic forest then you probably need to drink some water even if it's the color of a basic plains you probably want to drink some water <laughs> yeah that's true actually if it's the color of any other basic land seek medical attention yes definitely especially if it's the color of a swamp well i was gonna say especially if it's the color of an island especially if it's the color of a mountain actually oh gosh, yeah if you're literally pissing if, if blood. your pee is any color <laughs> of a basic land then you should worry about it. If it's any colour that's not a plains, then you should probably seek medical attention. What you really want is um, for your pee to be the colour of... Well, not the colour of a waste, but the colour... You want it to be colourless, right? Yeah. Ideally. So you want, like, wastes pee. And funnily enough, it is bodily waste. So yeah, that's exactly. What the, the basic land's actually named after uh, how you want your pee to be. That is a true fact. You want Eldrazi pee, basically. Yes. Yeah, you want your pee to be devoid of colour. You want your pee to be an artefact. But like an old, a really old artefact, not one of the new ones that's got colour in it. Oh, no, but the really old artefacts are brown. Yeah, well, okay. You definitely middle, don't want it to be brown. We're talking like an artefact from like circa 2014. Like an original Meriden block artefact. Yeah, yeah. I think they were the most colourless, because they didn't even have colour on the coloured mana symbols <laughs> that appeared in their text box. Then yeah, that mirrored, we want Mirrodin, Mirrodin pee. Yeah. Like as someone that's had brown pee, don't have brown pee. Yeah, definitely don't have brown pee. It's 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 not good. And we don't want a medical emergency at the tournament. The the last thing we want is to have members of staff out of action and not able to to look after the tournament because they're looking after you. And also, we just don't want anybody to have a medical emergency in general. We don't want anyone's weekend to be interrupted by the fact that they've fallen ill at an event like it's just not it's just not fun for anyone so yeah eat, eat and drink drinking probably not going to do you slightly more damage if you don't do it but eating also important and you might think how can some how can you forget to eat like i never forget to eat like personally it's the one thing i always remember to do <laughs> i have no fucking idea what day it is i have no idea what, what what month it is what day it is i have no idea what's going on but i always remember to eat but you'd be surprised when you're sitting Especially if you're kind of in the blender, as it were, and you're kind of at a really tense bit. Like, you might be kind of just focusing on, on your matches and, you know, going for a... Panini's not the top of your mind right now, but it it, it will much improve your, 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 your playing and just your general overall well-being if you eat something. You don't have to go and eat something massive, like... Little and often is a completely, perfectly reasonable way to sustain yourself during a Magic event. If you're in the main event, if you're in a Grand Prix at a Magic Fest, that's nine rounds on, on day one. If you're playing a deck that takes a long time to win, then that's at least minimum nine hours you're playing Magic for. It's probably going to be more like ten, maybe eleven, if there's a delay to the tournament for whatever reason. Like... It's a long day. Yeah, absolutely. 
So that that does kind of neatly bring us on to our next point, which is bring snacks. Yeah, bring snacks. Because let's face it, when you go to a magic tournament, especially if it's one held in a convention centre, you can probably buy food there unless you're going to the fucking NEC in Birmingham, which, by the way, is the, my least favourite magic fest venue in the UK because there's nothing there and everything shuts at about three. Yeah. But most of the time when you've got a convention centre, there's going to be food because that's a, a great way for food places to make money. It's a convention. Everyone's got to eat. Yes. It's one of the way convention centres kind of make a reasonable amount of their money is through the food places. So there's probably going to be at least one or two food places. Or in some places, there's like food vans outside and stuff. Like yeah. there's like burger vans or whatever. So it's unlikely that you're going to turn up to an, an event and not have any food options. But two things. First of all, your pro- budget probably doesn't cover convention center food prices. Which unless you're going to like a chain like Subway, which I don't think is that inflated compared to normal. But then Subway's quite expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. But like any other sort of place, like whether it's like a news agent, there's some like chain news agents are in convention centres or a a little cafe that's only in that centre. Like the food, the food prices. Yeah, or even if it's a food van. Ah, a food van. Yeah, the the prices are going to be because they know people need to eat and they know people will buy it because it's convenient. They can basically just put whatever prices they want on it. Yeah. So it it you'll probably go outside thinking, oh, I really want a burger or something, and it'll be like six quid or something. Mm-hmm. Or something ridiculous like that. So bringing your own food, which is allowed, I would say, in most convention centres, if not all of them. Yeah. Like whether you just go to like a supermarket on the way and buy like a sandwich or a bag of fruit or, you know, some pasta or something and a drink and bring that in with you um, means that you're probably not going to... You're not going to end up spending loads of money on food at the convention centre which is fine I guess if you do it like once but if you're doing that maybe twice a day over the whole GP that's going to kind of rack up Yeah, it's much more economically efficient to either make or buy your own food beforehand and bring it in and eat that instead. The second reason is that um, and this comes back to what we were saying about playing better and having a sort of better overall experience is that convention centre food's quite often shite. Yeah Especially like if you get it from a van, it's it tastes really good, but it's just not. It's just. It's not good for you. It's just not nice. It's just greasy and yeah. fast foody and. That's why it tastes good is because it's fatty and greasy and salty. I really want McDonald's now that I've said that. Yeah. I've just suddenly really wanted a McDonald's, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like um, it's like shit. I've just realised I can't go to McDonald's because I don't feel well enough to drive the car. My husband's had a drink. F me, I guess. Anyway. It's it, if you eat like a like burgers and chips or whatever, there's no sort of there's no sort of sustenance in them. And I, this entire pod the episode is just us sounding like a couple of fucking mothers from Scotland. It's like you can't eat that. There's nothing good in it for you. But like there's not, and it's it it won't it won't fuel your brain, and it won't be able to make your body kind of sustain itself through mm-hmm. however many hours of Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something really sugary like in. And you'll just you'll just have that immediate kind of punt of the of the sugar and then you crash. Yeah, like it's it's all well and good feeling yourself on on Red Bull for as long as you can through the day, but you will crash and you'll crash hard. Same with like um, sweets and any sugary drink. Yeah. Anything like that, and also when we say stay hydrated, we don't mean drink. 
Coke or Pepsi. Because mm-hmm. what that does, if you're thirsty, there's nothing better when you're really thirsty than having like a really cold like a can of Coke or something. Because it's just fucking great, but it won't hydrate you. Like, and in some cases, things like coffee and that will do exactly the opposite. Will actively dehydrate you. That that's a bit of a fallacy. Is it? Yeah. Um. Like caffeine is a diuretic, but the amount of water that's in coffee, um, more than makes up for the diuretic effects. So. Water's better. Caffeine, uh, like Coke, coffee, things like that, they will hydrate you. Um, it, it is a bit of a fallacy that they'll they'll dehydrate you, but they won't hydrate you for as long. They won't hydrate you for as long. They won't they won't hydrate you as well as yeah. water will. And if you drink a lot of coffee, even if you are drinking like load like loads of water, you'll pee more. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna be a hypocrite here. I drink a lot of coffee when I'm at a magic fest because I get tired really easily, and there's generally coffee in the judge room that I can just go and drink, and I will. Um, but I'll have a water bottle on me as well, and I'll constantly be drinking out of that. Yeah. Just drink. Drink water throughout the day. Is there any of these tips that are not gonna make us sound like we're we're like some sort of nineteen sixties mother. No. In a in a tenement flat with like a wee penny on. Have some fruit. Have some absolutely bring some fruit. Fruit's great. Yeah. Fruit's great and it's it's got sugar in it, but it won't it won't dump you off the end of it like a like a, a can of what's the most I'm trying to think of the most sugary soft drink I can think of. Another thing that was coming up was like Tizer or something. I think probably Coke. Even, yeah, it was, it's probably Coke now actually. Iron Bruce had like a big chunk of the sugar taken out yeah i think it's probably coke really fruit has sugar in it and it will or things like um uh like nuts and stuff nuts are great yeah nuts like one of those bags of like nut raisins and nuts and stuff like that because nuts is like they will release energy slowly yeah and it's not just that immediate spike that you get when you have like chocolate or something you can snack on them yeah and they'll fill you up and then you won't be tempted to go out and eat like seven burgers before your last round of the day or a banana have a banana that's nice slow release energy everyone loves a banana although like having said that it's really uncomfortable to eat a banana in any sort of public place especially with there's loads of people go outside and have a banana <laughs> i've made this mistake at magic events before like start eating a banana and i'm like nobody's looking at me but i feel like everyone's looking at me and then once you're aware that everyone's looking at you there's no way to eat it that doesn't feel creepy don't do what our friend Harry does. Peel your banana before you eat it. Yeah. Oh, God. So we I, we have another friend called Dave, right? Hello, Dave. Um, Hi, Dave. And he, we, at a PPTQ that I was running, we bought a, like, a, went to the cash and carry and bought, like, a bunch of stuff to, to sell, like, you know, like, crisps and water and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my friend that went to do the shopping, came back with bananas and stuff as well. He was like, I'm going to get fruit, because like we said, fruit, some people, fruit's better for you, it helps you maintain your energy levels. So he went out to get the stuff, and he came back with these bananas, and I'm not even joking, these bananas were like the colour of cucumbers. Oh my god. They were bright green. I've never seen a banana that colour before in my life. I didn't even know bananas could be that colour. And he was like, oh, I think they'll ripen. And I was like, yeah, but we're, we're not... <laughs> not, like, not in the next two hours. Yeah, it's like, this. Like maybe if you leave them for about a month. So I think one person bought the banana and couldn't peel it. 
Right. Like, I actually couldn't peel it because it was so unripe. Um, so the bananas were like a crashing disappointment. So during the top eight, I think it was, I was I was talking to my friend Dave about these bananas. And I said to him, because our, our friend Dave is just notorious for just eating anything. I don't know where he puts it and I don't know how he's not dead. Mm-hmm. He will eat anything. So I said to him for a laugh, Dave, I dare you to eat one of these bananas. And he picked it up and he, he literally just, it was like he'd bitten the top off a courgette. Or a, <laughs> d- d- <laughs> That's the noise it made. Or a, what are they called in America for an American friend? Like a zucchini or something. Zucchini, yeah. So it just, it was a noise it made and it just, it just went crunch and he just took the whole top off, like skin and all. And it's like, I've never seen Dave not eat anything. Like, he ate a tub of butter once for £50 because someone someone said, I'll give you £50 if you eat this tub of butter. He spat out this banana and binned the rest. Oh, my God. It's the only God. thing. Because apparently bananas, when they're not ripe, I don't know if it's just if it's the skin in general or when they're not ripe, but if you bite into a banana skin uh-huh. when it's like that, it's like a defence mechanism. Right. Um, so the, it just apparently sucks all of the moisture out of your mouth. Okay. Like, it just goes like that and takes it all out. Which I don't think any of us realised. Yeah. But Dave was like, I physically can't eat this because my mouth um, is is currently like a dish scouter. <laughs> so he had to spit it out and bin the rest. I saw Dave at Magic Fest Prague last year because I was in the same Airbnb as him. I saw him eat a chalk ice, which you you might not think is, is that unusual. Uh, but he had dipped this chalk ice in a jar of pasta sauce. God, I got sent of it. We had found in the Airbnb. No one had bought that. It was already there when we got there. I got sent a video of that, and it is still the most repellent thing I've ever watched. Yeah, it was disgusting. Anyway, don't be like Dave. Eat sensibly. Thank you for being our example, Dave. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna buck the trend a little bit here. And we're gonna we're gonna do a do and then a don't because I think the don't's a nice one to finish on. So the next do... It actually kind of dovetails nicely into the snacking. It does, actually, yeah. When you've finished snacking, put your rubbish in a bin and push your chair in after you. Just general event advice. Like, when I say litter, it doesn't just mean snacks, like booster packs, shitty draft chaff that you don't want anymore. Like, just don't... People just leave it on tables. Which I guess is fine if some people really like commons or basic lands because they'll just like mind sweep and pick them up. But nine times out of ten, it's going to be a judge or another member of event staff that's going to put them away. Yeah. And it's like it, it. I guess like kind of that's that's kind of part of the job description, but it's just shit. Like just pick up after yourselves and put them in the bin. Like the the pushing the chairs in, the pushing the chairs in. That's kind of part of the judge job description. But leaving. Leaving rubbish on the tables is specifically called out as unsporting conduct in the IPG. Oh yeah, you're right, it is. So don't do it. But also, like, pushing chairs in is just... It's just polite. Like, the kind of common courtesy that I got taught in primary school. If you if When you've got a busy event hall like that, and you've got people trying to find seats and stuff, and people wandering up and down aisles, like, you don't want to be kicking chairs out of the way or falling over chair legs. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see judges going along and like pushing chairs in, but like a, a, a pushing if you're if you're if you're trying to tidy up people's play areas, then you're not helping other aspects of the tournament that you could potentially be. Like it's just it's just not nice. Just look, just don't. You wouldn't do it in your house, or you wouldn't do it in someone else's house because I don't fucking know what you do in your own house. But if you wouldn't do it in your g- girlfriend's parents' house, for example, yeah, don't do it at a magic fest. And 
it's not just to keep the area looking nice. It's not just for the aesthetics. Like, when all the chairs are all over the place, higgledy-piggledy, it makes it difficult to get up and down the rows. Yeah. And especially at the start of rounds, when you've got a thousand, fifteen hundred people moving about trying to get to their seats, that's important. It's really important. And, like, real talk, sometimes people that are attend Magic Fests don't have the same level of mobility that perhaps we have. Yeah. There might be somebody there on like crutches. Like it's it's just not particularly great to kind of impede anyone else's access to anyone else by leaving your chairs lying about. And it's such an easy thing to do. It's just like it takes about three seconds. People with fixed seating still need to go to the toilet and wash their hands afterwards. They still need to go and get something to eat. They need to go outside so they can eat their banana. So Yeah. Like keep the keep the access clear and if you do have draft chaff don't just leave it lying on the table if you really don't want it put it in the bin yeah but there's probably a large cardboard box somewhere in the hall for people to dump their draft chaff it's probably near the prize wall it tends to migrate there these days um if you're if you can be bothered if you're feeling nice go and find it and put it in there because some people really appreciate it. I mean, not even if uh, you can if, be bothered, just do it. Like, if, if if not, just put it in the bin. Yeah, like just don't don't just leave it. Like if you're in a hurry, even if you're in a if you're in a hurry for to get to like your next match or whatever your event starting, like there's about there's there's so many bins in a Magic Fest hall. Yeah. Chuck it and chuck it in one of them and just make sure people don't have to sit and clear like piles of shitty commons off the table before they want to sit down and play some pack wars or something. Because most importantly, if a judge is going round to pick it up, we need to have a quick look through it to see, is this draft chaff that needs to go in the bin, or is this somebody's legacy deck that needs to go to Lost and Found? Because no one wants to be the judge that throws the legacy deck in the bin. No. But at the same time, you don't want to be taking the three boosters of M20 to Lost and Found. Um, and also, if you're eating food, don't just leave your empty food wrappers out on the table because that's gross. Please, yeah. Especially if it's like it's... a sandwich or something because it's gross. And don't just like leave half a fucking sandwich on the table and go away because that's disgusting. That's minging. Nobody wants to pick up your sandwich. And the thing is, if it's half a sandwich or it's like a quarter of a bottle of water or a bottle of soda or something, like a lot of the time the judges are going to see that and go, that person's not finished that and leave it. Because, again, you don't want to be the person that takes someone's sandwich away while they're halfway through eating it. No. Um, but that just lets it sit and fester on the table and become disgusting. Like, osprey are a reasonably endangered species. You don't want to be taking food out of the mouths of the baby osprey. Exactly. I'm, like, outside of the fact that I'm pretty sure that's against the law, think of the poor osprey chicks. Yeah. And the last... The last don't that we have is a it's it's a very it's probably the, i would say the easiest one so far yeah because a lot of the ones here are you know if, if you're into the habit of of not eating you know during a magic event or not showering in the morning or whatever if you shower in the evening before like it's a, a lot of stuff that's potentially habit that's quite difficult to break but mm-hmm. this one's really easy this is like the easiest thing in the world and it's don't be a dick yeah just don't. just don't be a dick. Just don't. Just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick to judges. Don't be a dick to the vendors. Don't be a dick to each other. Don't be a dick to your opponent. Don't be a dick to the janitorial staff of the convention centre. Yeah, especially don't be a dick to them. Don't be yeah. a dick to, you know, scorekeepers. 
just don't be a dick. There's a lot of different types of dick that you can be. Don't be any of them. Don't be any of them. Don't be a sexist dick. Don't, you know, just assume that you're going to beat somebody because of their gender or whatever. Don't be an aggressive dick. Don't be a really bad loser dick. Don't be a cheating dick. Don't be a cheating dick. Don't be um, a, a, a thieving dick. Just don't be a, don't be a messy dick. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. It's all we ask. Just be a, a good sport and don't. If somebody says, if you if you're if you're playing a game and somebody says to you, you're you know you're being a bit of a dick, maybe don't automatically get all defensive and start being more of a dick. Yeah. Maybe if someone says you know you you've said you said this and it was a bit of a dickish thing to say, maybe assess your behaviour a little bit and say okay. I'm sorry, and then don't be a dick anymore. Yeah. It's very easy to not be a dick. I know several people who manage to not be a dick. I manage to not be a dick on a daily basis. <laughs> I Sometimes I'm a dick on a daily basis, but not in a, <laughs> not in a way that I would say negatively impact anyone else at a Magic tournament. That's fair. But yeah, just don't be a dick. If, you, if you're worried that you might accidentally be a dick, then you can, you can tell a judge and say, if I do this, am I going to be a dick? And a judge will say... Yes, you will be a dick, or no, you're probably not going to be seen as a dick for doing that. The judge might not use those exact words. No, the judge the judge might use some more event-friendly language. Yeah. But it, all, it will all boil down to, yes, you're going to be a dick, or no, that's probably not dickish. Yeah. So just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's your top tips for having a good time and making sure everybody else has a good time at large events. I hope you were writing them down. Because <laughs> we weren't. So now that we've we've talked in detail about not being a dick, it's time for the weekly bit where, where I let Casey be a dick about oh. something of her choice. That's pissed her off in recent days. Oh, you made a noise there like you've got a good one. I, I did. It's, it's time for another episode of our irregularly scheduled show... Casey versus free magic. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, okay. In the red corner, we've got we've got <laughs> we've got Casey, who's not afraid to call a spade a cunt. <laughs> and in the bl- <laughs> and in the blue corner, we've got free magic. If if you've never heard of free magic, don't Google it. Yeah. Anyway, off you go, Casey. So. It was a Star City Games event at the weekend, and I don't know if uh, you'll have seen on social media, but um, one of the players, Tanya Russell, had some bad experiences. She's posted about it a bit on Twitter. Um, Her opponent in one of the rounds, a player called Thomas Mayer, he's also posted about it. The long and the short of it is that um, Thomas was eventually disqualified from the event. Now, there's some contention over whether or not that disqualification should have taken place. Um, It's still an active disqualification investigation, so I am not going to comment on that at all. I do not know the full story, so I'm I'm not going to get into that. Um... But our, our old friends at Free Magic have decided to basically 
take this and and fucking run with it with such delightful threads as uh, we've got a thread about how it's funny to make people cry at uh, magic events and how if they can't handle it they should quit magic um which is really ironic given that free magic cry every time literally anything happens it it is pretty ironic don't you think there's um there's threads roasting the the judges that were involved for for white knighting there's there's threads about how Tanya has since posted about free magic, posting about this, and like she's only doing it so she can get Twitter clout. And honestly, it's a fucking cesspool of a mess. Like there's a fucking thread on there right now that is about how playing against women at um tournaments is negative EV. Because they'll just pull the female card on you and get you disqualified. Fuck off. That's not how this works. Which I've done to every single opponent I've ever played at any competitive event ever. That's why you're a Pro Tour champion multiple times. This ex- exactly, exactly. And also, incidentally, it's how every single Pro Tour opponent that's ever played against a female Pro Tour competitor has been disqualified subsequently as a result. It's funny that, isn't it? It's why every tournament ever is won by women. Absolutely. And it's why most of the attendees at said tournaments are women. Yeah. We've scared all the men off. So this is this is how this is how deep this has actually gotten. Like it's gotten to the point where there's someone from Free Magic has posted a thread saying maybe we should tone down the toxicity a bit sometimes. It's, oh my god, is it becoming self-aware? I, I don't know. I'm like, afraid. And they've, they've, they've said, like, people on this sub like to bash the, the woke MTG players for coming to conclusions to people without facts and, and not tolerating anyone with a different belief system. But then I see a lot of these same people coming to conclusions without facts and not tolerating, it, tolerating anyone with different beliefs. Even if your post has a great point, you end it with cunt or tranny or some shit and you're taking away from the great point that you've made. Now, of course, it can only get self-aware for so long. Um, <laughs> because the, It was looking so hopeful. The, the top comments on this include, go be a faggot somewhere else. Fuck off, you tranny cunt. Har har, you beat a white knight cuck. And it's like... Come on the fuck, guys. I love things like this because it's it's like most of the kind of and put this in quotes insults is just words put together. That don't actually mean anything. Like a beta white knight cock. It's like that's just like taking all the pages out of your thesaurus and pinning them up on the wall and just throwing darts. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? I mean I know what a cock is because it's like for some fucking Shakespearean thing that they've just decided is any dude who isn't awful to someone else. And they 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 go to great pains to to paint themselves as not a, a hate subreddit. It's it's not about hate, it's about free speech. But see when you're consistently on multiple threads dead naming trans players or posting the dates of the surgery that they've had. 
or asking to asking if anybody knows the dead name of a trans player so that they can use it when they sit down to play them. Yeah. Which happened. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. That that thread uh, was actually one of the threads presented to me as best of r slash free magic when i <laughs> when i went on there today holy shit what an oxymoron uh, i did not realize there was an option to give you a best of yeah on the on the reddit app um whenever you go to a particular subreddit you're you're greeted at the top with the top posts from the last month um so basically this is my irregularly scheduled call out to free magic listen if you're still listening, because the last time I said anything about free magic, I got a response on there because I said I'd be watching, and I addressed all the points you made in the response, and I never heard anything else, because apparently when someone actually responds to, to your, you try to call them out, you, you get scared. Listen, free magic, fucking stop it. We don't want you in the game. We just We just don't. We don't want this sort of behaviour. We don't want this sort of people. I'm quite happy for you to fuck off and quit and just play in your mate's house and never show up at a tournament again. I'm quite happy for that to happen. I don't care. Just leave us alone. Shut the fuck up. No one gives a shit about you. I often wonder when I see things like this, because I've I've had... I, I mean I've been on free magic but as in I, not as in I, I've been I've been posted on free magic before which was really funny but anyway like I sometimes wonder when I get comments like this either on reddit or on like twitter or something if people would actually come up and say that in in public to someone else like yeah are you actually gonna come up to me and call me a god I can't actually think of it and I can't think of a, a, something that I've been called on the internet that I'm comfortable actually repeating I've got a lot of shit, but like, are people actually going to come up and say this in, in in a tournament setting? And the response will probably be like, "Oh, you know, I can't say that. I'll just get thrown out by some point night judge or whatever." But it's like, if you really cared and you were really that done with magic, people would like. If you were that passionate about your beliefs, just fucking say it to my face at an event. Yeah. Don't hide behind your Reddit handle that doesn't identify who you are. Everyone that's posted about this on on Twitter because there's there's threads calling out Tanya, there's threads calling out Brian Koval, there's threads calling out Paul Barney, there's threads calling out Thomas Mayer, the, the guy who got disqualified, there's threads calling out Gabby Sparks, all about this same issue. And the one thing that they all have in common is that all of them are using their actual names on social media when they're posting about this because they're not afraid to be associated with the belief that they're espousing. Whereas every single fucking person on Free Magic has a fucking internet leap handle with like XX420 and shit in the end of it. No one's interested in your fucking anonymous shite. If you genuinely, truly believe in this, Argue with us in person. Argue with us in the light. Oh no! Don't turn into one of those. Don't de- hide in free don't magic. Turn, don't turn into one of those debate me you cowards. Oh, I don't want them to debate me. I just want to know who they are so I can block them. Because <laughs> there's no point in debating. Like a- anyone that actually pulls out the debate me you you cowards, they don't want to to debate. They just they just want to sling insults and misinformation so i'm not interested in debating you i'm just interested in knowing who you are so that i can block you or avoid you like for people that 
hate magic so much, apparently. Like, all they do is talk about how shit it is and how it's been taken over by women and fucking SJWs and stuff like that. And it's like, it's almost like their issue isn't that they don't like magic. It's almost like there's there's something else that's a problem here. It's almost like you're a sexist fuck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or a transphobic fuck. Or or a fascist fuck in some cases. or, Or all of the above. So, yeah, that's it. I'm I'm waiting for you magic. I'm waiting. I'll see you next week. So now now to cheer ourselves up, why don't we play a game, Casey? I would love to play a game. Would you like to play Shite or Delight? Yes, let's play Shite or Delight. Would you like me to read out a list of things and you can quickfire tell me if they're Shite or a Delight? That sounds fantastic. Excellent. I have a, I have a list here of things, some of which some of which are definitely shite, some of which are absolutely a delight. And uh, some of which fall in the middle, and it'll be interesting to see what you pick. Brilliant. Shall we go for it? Let's do it. Okay. The NEC in Birmingham is a tournament venue. Shite. Bananas. Delight. Shakira and JLo's Super Bowl halftime performance. Total delight. Total delight. Uh, Tom Holland's performance of Umbrella and Lip Sync Battle. The most delightful. <laughs> Minions, as in the little yellow things. Shite. Cadbury's Mini Roll. Oh, delight. They're so good. Uh, Chandelar. Delight. Burgers. Delight. Osprey Chicks. Absolute delight. Osprey Chicks at GP Lost and Found. Total delight. Has that ever happened? No, but I want it to. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen get handed at a GP Lost and Found? Just to, as an interlude. Um, I can't think of anything unusual, to be to be honest. That's so disappointing. I was hoping it was going to be something ridiculous, like mm. one shoe. No, I don't think so. Demir Inverter and Pioneer. Delight, I love it. WPNQ's being gated by qualifiers, even the last one we attended had 15 players. Shite. So shite. Total shan. Ex- total shan. Okay, if people of the internet want to come and um, attack you privately for your opinions or argue with you, not at a GP hall, but in fact over the medium of social media where can they find you in order to do this i'd rather they didn't but if they really must well i mean if, if you've, you've offered you've you've thrown a gauntlet down assuming that some people want to do half a job and kind of half arse pick it up sure if you if they want to half arse pick up the gauntlet they can find me on twitter at purple snap um or on the scourge divas twitter at scourge divas or on the scourge divas email address which is scourge.divas at gmail.com or you can also hopefully find me streaming Chandelar on the Scourge Divas Twitch account, which is twitch.tv slash scourge underscore divas, where we are very nearly affiliate. Yay! We're so close. So close. It's also really good fun to watch Casey play Chandelar. I'm not always going to be really drunk, but... No, no, but occasionally it will happen. It will happen occasionally, yeah. And to be fair... Like when you when you, when you were drinking, there was a lot of a lot of singing and a lot of eating muesli. But you're you're equally as um outraged by the appearance of sorcerers and stuff like that when you're sober. That's true. So yeah. it's 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 still a delight to watch. I did manage to get the song request bot working last night, so you can now request songs in chat and they'll play. Oh, good, because that was that was a point of major contention for drunk you. Yeah. As to why it wouldn't work. That's exciting. Apparently I had to switch it on. Oh, yeah, I mean, that often helps. 
The downside, of course, is that if we're listening to songs, it means we have to listen to the Chandelier noises, but we are replacing some of those over time with other more appealing noises. I've been trying to replace them with honks and it's not been working, so I might just replace them all with nothing, because that would be better than most of the Chandelier noises, to be honest. We could probably just delete all the sound files, couldn't we, and actually get rid of the Chan music and stuff? Probably, yeah. Okay, well, we can look into that, and then you can request songs. Yeah. However, if your song pattern is poor, then you may be uh, timed out of chat, because I'm a moderator now and I can do that. You can, that's true. So think before you request shitty music. Oh, I think I can give you song request priority as well, if you're a moderator. Oh, excellent. Welcome to my world now. You're just living (laughs) in it. You're only allowed to have two songs in the queue at a time, though, so... That's fine. That's fine. If uh, if you want to come and discuss my music taste with me on social media, you can find me at HeyWorstArtist on Twitter and HeyWorstArtist on Instagram. Um, and I also pick up the Scourge Divas email and see things from the Scourge Divas Twitch occasionally via email. So definitely follow us there. Subscribe to... Just Twitch give you notifications automatically when you follow someone if they go online you can you can set it to yeah yeah well 100% set it up so that you know when we're going online but we'll normally tweet about it and stuff beforehand yeah I'm going to go and lie down because quite frankly I feel like my body's just giving up I'm going to go pee and then wash my hands afterwards okay well make sure you take a land box with you so that you can assess it appropriately I will oh I should probably finish shouldn't I yeah (laughs) we'll see you next week Bye. Bye.